The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again from our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany, the worship of the wise men of, by, of the infant Jesus. But our reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Today we're looking at verses 4 to 8, where the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, so then about eating food sacrificed to idols. We know that an idol is nothing at all in this world and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone knows this. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat such food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. My dear friends in Christ, in this section, the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to make this sim simple point. There is only one God. There is only one God, and therefore all idols are actually nothing. So Paul says, so then about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. Since there is only one God, since idols are nothing at all, Paul is leading us to, well, ask the question, who cares if the meat that we eat was something that had been sacrificed to an idol? That doesn't really matter to a Christian. It's not really a big deal, at least it doesn't have to be. Maybe it's an opportunity for a Christian to, to purchase some good meat at a, at a cheaper price. Well, Paul said, for even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, Yet for us, there is but one God. Those other gods aren't really gods. They aren't real. But there are many of those non-real gods in our world. Think about it. There's Allah, there's Buddha, all the Greek gods, especially that the people of Corinth maybe would think of, like Zeus or Poseidon, Aphrodite, Athena, Hermes. Oh, and, you know, people, when they think about God, sometimes they think about a general God who is supposed to be the God that absolutely everybody exists or the big guy upstairs. But if he is called God, but isn't the God who hates sin and loves the sinner for Jesus' sake, it's not the real God. It's a figment of someone's imagination. There is only one God, and that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Paul says, 
For us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. God the Father and God the Son, they're especially thought of as the ones that made us and all things, especially that work of creation. Of course, the Holy Spirit also involved, but he says here that we live for the Father. We're accountable to him. He's the one that made us in the first place, and we need to see him as that creator to whom we are accountable. And then, well, we have Jesus, and he says, through whom we live, and it's only through faith in Jesus, only because of what Jesus has done for us that we really are living. Without Jesus, we aren't really living. We're spiritually dead without Jesus. But through Jesus, we really live. Paul says, though, but not everyone knows this. And that is such a sad but true statement. How many people end up saying, well, we all worship the same God. Or what really matters isn't the Savior God, but that we all try to live our lives to the best that we can. It's so important for us to share with the world that one true God, that there is only one God. Paul says, some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat such food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. Well, if those non-real gods are really non-real, anything that people do for those gods is a waste of time, right? If they make sacrifices, that's a waste of time because those false gods can't answer, can't do anything for them. But yet the Christian might look at that, especially the Christian who maybe had been involved in that idol worship and said, I don't know about this. And a conscience might get a person to say, maybe this is wrong for me to do. Well, Paul said, but food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and not better if we do. And his whole point ends up being, of course, eating that meat sacrificed to idols. That's not the point. What matters is the faith that's in our hearts. Faith that is able to acknowledge the fact that we're sinners, that we deserve God's wrath and punishment, but we have this amazing God who sent his son to be our savior and who sends his Holy Spirit to us to call us to faith and to make us believing children of God and heirs of eternal life in heaven. See, and knowing that God, knowing our savior God, knowing there is only one God, that's what's important. And well, by the grace of God, that's what we know that God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. He's our God. He's the one who hates sin and loves the sinner for Jesus' sake and wants us forever in heaven with him. What an amazing God we have and how thankful we have to be 
the Holy Spirit has given us a faith to believe in him. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the Christian freedom we have in Christ. Help us to never use any of our freedoms in a way that would hurt or harm our fellow Christians. Rather, help us to always be working to build up and strengthen the faith of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us always. <laughs>